Welcome to episode 63 of the Hoop Threads podcast. We have been uh, on leave for a minute. Been busy with basketball camps and high school live periods and summer leagues. And man, we've been all over the place, but very glad to finally have this guest on the podcast. What's up, Chad? How we living? Man, we get to talk about hoops. So, <laughs> and we above ground, so we good. <laughs> Any day above ground is a good one. All right, so before we break into the uh, last Scholastic Live period, um, let's uh, just talk real quick, get some background on, you know, how you got started in this game. So um, talk about your, you know, your love for basketball, where it developed, and, you know, how you ended up writing for Prep Hoops and some of these other uh, sites. Well, um, I, my earliest memories of basketball are, you know, elementary on a playground, and the first draft class I really remember is uh, the Le- 03 class, mm-hmm. you know, with LeBron, Melo, D. Wade. And, and I remember, like, putting – when you wore the jersey of the player, you felt like you were you had to play like him. Like, it, if you had – when I had my Carmelo jersey on, the, the, the baby blue 15 from the Nuggets, right? Like, oh, I was on. Like, I had to – I just had to be, and, you know, I had to hit the turnaround jumpers and everything. <laughs> and, you know, I, I feel like I've really just loved basketball since then and became more of a football guy um, throughout the years. But, you know, always watch the draft, always watch college, even if I never saw NBA games. You know, I had to know who the top players in my area were, I had to know who was gonna sign at what college and what, and then from there, who the young guys going into college and the league were, uh, and you know, throughout different you know endeavors career-wise, 2020 hit, and it really felt like I, it felt like the right time, you know, to just explore my interest in basketball, and. Um, you know, a uh, low stress setting, but still in some way that was fulfilling. And around that same time, Prep Poops was expanding into Pennsylvania. Mm. And, you know, it it just kind of lined up perfectly for me, to be quite honest. Mm. And, uh, you know, a, a year and a half or so before that, you know, I was working as a building substitute teacher at a school in West Philly. And, couple of my male co-workers were talking about high school basketball one guy his son was a freshman at roman catholic and they were talking about this guy named jalen durin mm. <laughs> you know, so uh his son was justice williams who's now at um, lsu mm. like yeah you know they're two of the top freshmen in the city you know they they play they just lost to isaiah wong and and bonner prendy and you know but yeah that they should make a run at the, the Catholic League chip. And so, you know, just sitting around talking with them. I'm like, all right, I got to start following hoops in the city, you know, because I'm not from Philly, originally from San Diego. Mm-hmm. So I start going to games casually. And, you know, um, like I said, so when 2020 hit and Prep Hoops was looking for writers in Pennsylvania, I had to jump on it and been, you know, in love with, high school basketball in the city since then. 
what uh what type of long-term goals kind of do you have for for yourself and your career is there any any place you're trying to get to any dream job anything like that honestly no um this is you know a kind of side thing slash hobby for me where i can study the game in a very kind of deep intimate way but again it for me personally it's like low risk you know what i mean um i i don't have to worry about screwing up somebody's development <laughs> but i can also uh, you know bring attention to different players in the area you know write about more than just how many points they scored or so this player shoots the three and this player plays defense you know really digging into those um finer points of the game and just using the the game of basketball as a way to you know express myself you know creativity creatively you know and really use it as in a, a, a one big thought experiment mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So okay perfect. yeah absolutely so uh let's get into the high school scholastic uh period uh the live period this past weekend uh, we were at two different ones. Um, I was at, let me, let me not mess this up, the Mid-Atlantic Independent Schools Shootout uh, held at the Hunt School. Uh, so I have a couple standouts from there as well as coaching slash watching uh, DMV Live at the Mathis. So I'll have a couple of standouts from that as well. Um, tell the people kind of where, where you were at this weekend or what you were able to uh, check out and then we will get into our questions. All right, so the last two weekends uh, I was, at Thomas Jefferson University in Philly for Philly High School Live one and two. And then a couple of weeks before that, I was at a uh, event called uh, Post and Pivot uh, Pre-Live Warm-Up. Uh, so just throughout the month of June, um, yeah, watching watching teams in the Philadelphia area. Hmm. Okay. All right, so let's uh, get to the first question. So uh, give me a, a couple of new names that popped for you this past weekend that weren't really on your radar. Yeah, so the first guy is Dacier Haskins, um, 6'9", forward, class of 2023, and plays for Camden High, you know, in South Jersey. Of course, that's the, the squad with DJ Wagner, with uh, Aaron Bradshaw, a.k.a. Top Shelf, um, slew of other guys. Um, but for me, Desir is kind of this rangy forward type where uh, he provided some, you know, some secondary rim protection as well as being able to match up on uh, some smaller bigs and bigger wings on the perimeter, rebound, you know, cleaned up the glass, did, you know, just did the trench work for, for Camden. And uh, I think he sh he should be getting a lot more attention than he is. Uh, he's definitely a mid-major at the worst, you know, a low major prospect. Um, second guy is Jaden Harris from Potomac, Virginia. Um, I think he's a team Durant kid from what I looked up. You know, he just came out the gates blasting, you know, when I saw him this uh, the last, this past weekend mm here -hmm. in Philly, you know, 6'7", uh, 2023 wing. Uh, you, can, you can put the ball on the deck. Crazy athleticism uh, and was really knocking it down from three. I think he averaged about 20 points 
in the games that Potomac played up here. Hmm. Okay. <clears throat> um, so, so for the uh, new kids that pop for me, uh, there are quite a few because uh, I was at uh, this, this live period event in New Jersey. Um, let's see. I'm going to stick with some young guys that, that really stood out to me. Uh, 2025 uh, wing uh, Destiny Evans uh, for Pennington School. Uh, just had a really good motor uh, body, very aggressive on both ends, good finisher in the paint. Uh, just played really hard. Like the, the motor always sticks out to me, especially at a young age, um, because if this is something that's important to you from an, from an early on, uh, it's, it's likely going to be important for you down the line. And uh, excuse me, that's rather important to me because um, I think motor typically translates to work ethic and caring and um, just always seems to kind of boost what, what the kid's ceiling can be to me. Um, so that was the, uh, the first, first one for me. And then uh, we'll also go with uh, – We'll go with, I'll keep those two for later. Um, we'll go with Jeb Williams from uh, Lawrenceville Prep. Um, 2023, six foot five shooting guard. Uh, just shot the absolute lights out this past weekend. Um, took, took shots off the bounce, uh, off of movement uh, through, you know, around curls, uh, around screens and stuff like that. I think he's a really good shooter and he can put it on the floor well enough to, um, where he can he can become a threat off the bounce as well. He's not just someone that you have to do a hard closeout on. So big fan of his game as well. So move on to question number two, um, which is a favorite uh, name or two that played well and boosted their stock this past weekend. What do you got for that one? <laughs> I have like six kids, but I'll just say two of the, the rising seniors. The first one is uh, Zion Stanford, 6'5 wing, 2023 from West Catholic. Also plays with Kalo Elite here in Philly. And Zion has really grown his game a lot offensively. You know, he would on defense is where he really made a mark for himself early as just like bruising, physical, run and jump kind of kid who will pin your shot on the black on the backboard, will get steals, hustle, will be your enforcer. Again, all at like 6'5", um, wing forward, forwardy kind of guy. But this year, or this summer, he's just shown a lot of growth, you know, catching it at the high post, catching it at the on the perimeter, spinning, you know, not really using a lot of dribble combos, but getting downhill in the half court, you know, really accessing that athleticism, you know, versus set defenses. And it's been scary, you know, it's, it's been scary. Uh, to watch um, him bring the defensive mentality to offense with skill. Another guy, um, 6'5", guard wing kind of kid is Isaiah Pasha. Uh, really leaps and bounds. He's, you know, he's grown over the last year where he was kind of like a uh, point forward, you know, when I first saw him. But he's turned into a killer score in isolation and uh, can, you know, when I say score at all three levels, like he really does it. He can get to the cup to draw fouls. He can create his own shot from three. And he's also got some nice footwork in the, in the mid range. And of course he does it on defense 
uh, with steals and deflections. And surprisingly, was one of the top five performers in uh, the Catholic League, along with Zion Stanford. Okay. Um, <clears throat> favorite name or two that, that played well and boosted their stock? I'm going to go very biased on the first two. Um, <laughs> good flashes from um, 2024 uh, forward Malcolm um, Thomas uh, for DeMatha. Uh, six foot eight. It's really, really good shot blocker, intimidates and, and kind of <laughs> dissuades people from even entering the paint. Um, really active on the glass. Uh, good, good finisher on the basket. He's a lob threat. Um, he's kind of playing in spurts right now because he's coming off of an, of an injury. He's had some nagging injuries his first two years at the Matha. Uh, but I really see him being um, a, a kid that, that has a lot of room for growth in his game and, and, as I alluded to earlier, he works really hard. And so I kind of give those kids the benefit of the doubt. Uh, Jaden Winston, also point guard for DeMatha, had two or three games this past weekend where he had uh, 24, 25 points, had a really, really, really good stat line um, in a, some may say, surprising win over uh, Paul the Six. Um, had a big game against them. Uh, I'm trying to find his stats right now. Um, I don't really think the offers have kind of caught up with with his performances in these events. Um, he's been playing ridiculously hard. Um, he had 20 points, three assists, six rebounds, four steals. And then uh, in the next game at 17 points, nine assists, and six steals in 20 minutes. Um, just plays really, really hard uh, on both ends of the floor. Good leader, good facilitator. Um, and he's been hitting some shots recently. Um, and then the last one's also going to be biased. Uh, Ashley Sims uh, for Archbishop Spaulding. Um, I think Ashley took another step forward. Um, the first live period, second live period, he got kind of hurt. Um, played well before he did that. And he's been playing well in summer league, getting about nine to ten boards a game. Can take kids off the bounce. He's been shooting well from the perimeter. Um, six foot five, six foot six. Um, 2024 uh, wing that has a lot of upside. Um, Malik Washington also played really well for us. Um, <clears throat> and I mean, uh, a kid that I really wish he had played this well against us, uh, Chance Mallory from uh, St. Anne's Belfield in uh, 757 in, in Virginia. Uh, against us, he had 11 points, seven assists, five rebounds, and five steals uh, with only one turnover. Um, just makes plays when it counts. Um, really efficient player. Uh, finds his teammates. He can he can switch between scoring and facilitating really well. As you can see, he gets, gets a lot of steals. He had five against us. Um, really kind of makes things go uh, for that for that stab team. Um, even though they, they got the big fella in there too, I got to shout him out. Carter Lang is uh, really really soft touch for for a kid that big. Um, I think really just kind of the movement skills as far as getting past guys is all that he kind of has to work on right now. Uh, that's the, the biggest glaring thing offensively, but he's got really good footwork in the post. He's got soft touch in the paint, can finish through contact, good lob threat, and then he can shoot it from the perimeter too if you give him enough space. So uh, really liked him as well. Um, and then one name real quick that I forgot to mention uh, for the first uh, question, kind of a new name that popped for me. Um, it was a point guard from, let's see, 
Uh, Keenan Wilkins, uh, 2024, uh, six foot point guard with the Christ School. Uh, really good offensively. The, the pace that he plays with coming off the screens um, just gets really good looks for his team, can hit from the perimeter and, and can diamond as well. So uh, let's move on next to a program whose culture. Oh, you guys, you got one? Yeah, I wanted to shout out a couple of 2024 kids uh, sure. real quick. And I, first is Jaden Kelly from St. Thomas Aquinas in Georgia. I mean, excuse me, in uh, New Jersey, actually. Mm-hmm. In New Jersey, uh, 6'3", two-guard. Um, he really moved well as an off-ball shooter. Um, you know, see him, like I said, movement, movement threes. Uh, when he was run off the line, you know, uh, he couldn't get open. He, you know, he cut back door, did all the little stuff um, that, that you know, you don't really see at this level like that as an off-ball, or really a, for a score um, leading your team like that. And when I, after, you know, first upsetting uh, Numa Goretti, also upsetting Imhotep, two of the top programs here, I'm talking, talk to him, you know, how, about you know what he did to you know develop his game since the last time I saw him, uh, mm-hmm. really of last fall, and he's like you know really just been watching Steph Curry and the Warriors, and <laughs> and it made sense <laughs> the way he you know every, and say so he caught it and didn't have the shot, he turned into a, a secondary uh, creator out, mm-hmm. and the the passing flashes were there too, so I really like that growth from him, and mm-hmm. since I mentioned Newman Goretti, got to talk about um, Kafik Myers. Uh, 5'11 point guard, 2024, also runs with New Jersey Scholars. Um, you know, his backcourt mate, Rob Wright, third, is uh, getting all the love that um, he should be getting. You know, is rising up uh, recruiting rankings nationally. And Kafik is, you know, right up there with him in terms of just impact. You know, everything when you talk about a Philly guard or being from South Philly, Kafik is that, you know. <laughs> Um, he, he's going to be a point of attack defender. He's going to get in your chest and really, you know, take your take your starting point guard off of his game and really a phenomenal passer, you know, get into the paint and seeing windows that other people can't see as well as uh, executing, you know, some of the crispiest passes um, that you'll get a chance to lay your eyes on. So, like I said, real true Philly guard. Um, picked up an offer from uh, St. Joe's recently. He's already got Temple, got a couple mid-majors, and I think uh, he's really only going up from there. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's move on to the next one, a program whose culture, chemistry, uh, really impressed you this weekend. I've got to go back to West Catholic, man. Um, like I said, Coach Boak. Uh, Boca Chica, uh, he's really got his guys playing in a way you really don't see where, you know, he comes out of that uh, Andre Noble, Imhotep uh, coaching tree and played at Imhotep and everything. And so they're going to run, right? They they play that up-tempo kind of Philly public league style, but in the Catholic league where they like to play it slower. And on top of that, they're probably in the weight room more than any basketball team you'll see in this area where, you know, you might be able to run with them in the first half, but by the second, you know, they're running through you because, you know, 
everybody can't play that that fast and that physical at the same time. And mm. even if you want to slow the game down, they have enough skilled guys to, um, you know, to win that way as well. Again, you know, so everybody from Zion Stanford, um, their senior wing to their their senior point guard, uh, five nine Bud Clark, um, you know, the general uh, to combo guard, also a senior Shamar Wilbanks Aki, you know, six three, um, also plays with K Kalo Elite. Um, all those guys are they they play unselfish, they play fast, they're physical, and you know if 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 you kind of walk in. You know, have sleep. You know, you gonna catch a beat down real quick, and they're gonna play that way the entire game. After they're up twenty, they're gonna send in the underclassmen, and they're gonna play that way too. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. definitely, um, just love to watch them play. Love uh, just how they play together and move the ball unselfishly. Yeah, and I mean, you can just really tell that they would. They would do anything for him um they they play ridiculously hard play defense do everything that he asked them to do and as a coach i mean that's that's all you can ask for man um we actually played against them last season uh at spalding and they were they were really tough um thank thank god we had cam winmore um (laughs) so Mm -hmm. um i would say a program whose culture kind of impressed me the most um I think I think I'm going to give that one to the Christ school. Um, just how hard that they were playing for each other and for the coach, uh, how they communicated defensively. Um, they just are really kind of a gritty bunch uh, with, with some kids that, that can really play that I think are a bit underrated uh, on the national scene. And uh, like I said, they're really plugged into what the coach has to say. Uh, so they, they definitely impressed me quite a bit. Let's go on to uh, a, a class, I think kind of the last class that really got screwed over by COVID uh, 2023. Uh, let's talk about some underrated uh, D1 2023s that you uh, saw this past weekend or just really like in general. Yeah, so I, I just mentioned Shamar Wilbanks Aki um, or Aki, you know, from West Catholic. He's he's a Division One guard, you know. Whether you want to play him, you know, with another guard as a as a combo, or you know, you've got a bigger wing that you want to that you want to run with him. Shamar can really score. Mm -hmm. Uh, They call him Watt, you know, W H O P. uh, (laughs) Um, Yeah, and you know, oftentimes he came off the bench last season for them but still brought it and, you know, catalyst for offense on in the half court. And uh, it's getting better as a, you know, as an actual point guard as well. And another kid, you know, to mention from out in the county, uh, Charlie Thornton, 6'5 wing from Radnor, also plays with primetime elite. Uh, Charlie has uh, grown a lot. You know, when Radnor played Imhotep in the state playoffs, you know, he was probably the only kid on Radnor's roster who could really keep up athletically and you know so just seeing him develop since then on offense where you know he's putting the ball on the deck and driving to the basket and you know bashing on guys in the half court you know you really don't see that mm. as well as uh, getting more confident in his shot because when he when he takes the three you know he's he's making him at a good percentage now it's about getting the volume up 
And he brings it on defense, steals, blocks. You know, he'll, he'll guard your best uh, offensive player as well as, you know, uh, play off ball. Uh, another kid, um, had, you know, was dealing with a nagging ankle. So he missed part of the live period, unfortunately. But um, he was going off uh, earlier in the month at the post and pivot event. That's Nasir Washington uh, from West Philly High, 6'3", combo guard. Um, crazy, you know, athleticism. Again, in the half court and the full court for a guy only 6'3". And he shoots the lights out. Anytime, you know, anywhere, whether it's off the dribble, you know, or off the catch, uh, he's a he's a real problem in half court. Um, Got to shout out uh, Naeem Johnson from Mouth Civics and Science, six three. Another, I'm Philly guards, so I definitely got to uh, show love to them. And you know, when we talk about the the pandemic, as well as you know, stuff with the transfer portal and extra eligibility. The guards are often the guys who end up going a level lower than maybe they're used to, you know, for their their, their talent. And so Naeem Johnson, growing by leaps and bounds, um, really physical driving to the basket and, and getting his own shot. Ruben Rodriguez from Reading, um, team final and team final red kid, was playing on the Puerto Rican U18 squad down in Mexico and you know, ultimate, this is, this speaks to Rick Perez and the Reading program, uh, but also just Ruben as a kid who is going to do everything for you um, intangibly. You know, he can he can also score, you know, uh, doing improving as a shooter, get to the mid-range, get to the cup, and he's got some, he's got some ups at 6'1", but uh, like I said, he's going to rebound he can grab you five to six a game he's gonna get steals he's going to um, make the right pass can play on and off the ball on uh both sides and and then finally um kid i saw for the first time uh, over the live period but i got to see four of his games because he played a lot of philly catholic schools uh, is cameron piggy from Rutgers prep and the new jersey panthers six two he was the catalyst, honestly, for them on offense. You know, they had a comeback win over over Archbishop Wood. You know, they were in a dogfight versus Archbishop Ryan. They played West Catholic, and you know, Cam was just you know unstoppable, damn near getting to the paint, and he just kept making big shot after big shot in every game. Um, he plays with you know Jaden Collins who's uh, getting a lot of mid-major offers and stuff like that. And I think Cam is a good compliment to him. Like I said, scoring on the ball, um, whatever you need, he, he's going to do it offensively at the mm -hmm. guard spot. Okay. Um, I, I hate to keep showing love to all these players that have uh, beaten us recently, but uh, I'm going to start with uh, Tyler Perkins, uh, guard from uh, the Landon School. I uh, was just named the MVP of the DeMathis Summer League. Um, just a really hard-nosed just score. Um, if you give him any sort of space in the perimeter, it's going up, and he's a really good shooter. Uh, I think he plays uh, hard and can kind of get to his spots in the paint, has a really good kind of just pump fake up and under uh, lay with either hand. Um 
really, really good rebounder uh, for a kid his size. He might be all of 6'2", 6'3", max, but he he really gets in there and boards, which you do not see shooters doing normally. Um, Plays for uh, TakeOver National, which is TakeOver's kind of B team. Um, And, uh, yeah, he was the MVP for a reason, uh, Summer League this year. He, He really balled out. He's picked up a couple offers recently. Uh, from some uh, some high academic schools and some low majors, expect a couple more uh, to get involved. I think his his recruitment will pick up a little bit of steam here. Um, also, going to mention, I mean, he's not he's a, I I think he's a bona fide Division One player. I don't even think there's an argument. But uh, Kachi and Zay, uh, I hope I didn't butcher that pronunciation. Uh, yeah. the, and you and you gave us the shorter version because the full first name is Onyekachi. But yeah, Kachi yeah. from the yeah. George School, right? Yeah, from the George School, 6'8", uh, 2023. Um, he's just built like like a brick house, uh, plays really hard, blocks some shots, gets on the boards. Um, I think uh, I think he's got a lot of potential. I was told that there were some Big Ten schools for him uh, in to see him earlier this year, uh, Michigan mm-hmm. State and a couple others that, that kind of stopped in and um, – I think it might not be a bad situation for him to, you know, do an extra year in prep, um, kind of get some of the fine tuning of, you know, the skill work as far as ball handling and shooting um, to, to just kind of give him a couple more looks. But I think like with his body and how hard he plays, I mean, there's, there's a spot in a lot of division one rosters for, for a six, eight kid that, that has kind of those physical tools. So, Oh, absolutely. You know, I'm a, I'm a Kachi believer as well. He really blew up, you know, last year mm-hmm. on the, um, on the AAU circuit running the final. And like you say, the athleticism, you know, even though he, he's not as tall as you want him to be, you know, he jumps out the gym and will literally, you know, lay it all on the line. You know, I, I saw them, versus Trenton Catholic, um, you know, during their high school season, just kind of random, you know, out of conference, out of state game. They didn't have their, you know, their starting um, kind of floor general in Chris Bliss. And Kachi had over 20 points, like you said, had like 15 rebounds, knocked down his free throws, and probably had eight or nine makes actually from free throw. Shot about 80% at 85 yeah, so he's got, he's definitely got some offers, and I'm glad to see you know he's still killing it out there. Yeah, I mean he has a good mix of uh, Big Ten, ACC offers, A10s, Big East, some of the local schools. He's got Maryland, Iowa, Georgia Tech, St. Louis, St. Joseph, Seton Hall, Xavier, St. John. So yeah, I mean he has he has good options. I, I did not did not want to disrespect any of them, but. Um, I, I do think as far as skill development uh, wise, he, he could probably use another year. Uh, that, that's Kachi. Uh, and uh, let's move on to the next question. So kind of names to keep an eye on, you know, maybe they impressed you, you just need to kind of see a little bit more, or maybe they're young and, um, you know, the athleticism or the body stood out. Uh, what are some names that fit that category for you? <laughs> it's funny because for this question, I really want to name a bunch of Philly kids, but, it would be dishonest because I've seen most of the Philly area kids. And, and so, you know, even as they're going to get better, you know, um, they're not new. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, 
I'm, and I've definitely seen enough or to know that, you know, who they are and how, how good they are. Um, so I wanted to shout out some Jersey kids who I got to really see for the first time. Um, Hudson Catholic, uh, point guard, you know, 2025, six foot, uh, Omari Moore, you know, um, it's, it's really hard to tell kids like, hey, I understand you want to, you know, be like Allen Iverson, at least back from, you know, our era, you know, <laughs> guys who want to do it all off the bounce and shake people, you know, a lot of kids try that, but just aren't that guy. Omari mm. is, <laughs> you mm. know, lightning quick, will can sauce you up and get to the cut. Um, they almost, you know, knocked off Emotep, you know, and I don't think Hudson Catholic has a kid over 6'4", mm. you know, but, you know, Omari, you know, with the help of Tahad Pettiford, really just um, took that game into overtime and, you know, almost ran up out of Philly with a win. Um, so, yeah, Omari is nice. I'm going to keep an eye on him. Then there's uh, Darius Adams, uh, 6'5 wing, 2025 from Manasquan. Um, real lanky, you know, kid who probably needs to be in a weight room. Um, and just, you know, on the seafood diet where you, whatever food you see, you eat it. Um, still growing i think just the way he's built really really got it done off the catch um, like i said lights out was was for real a um, couple freshmen actually you know who haven't even taken a high school class uh Ikenna or ike aluzi uh six foot guard 2026 from camden no he's tough he's oh so my tough. god he is so good <laughs> um, yo i saw him they played newman Again, he's he's legitimately only six foot, but I saw him like it was like you know the cow jumping over the moon, where you just see him flying through the air for a rebound on yeah. the you know again on the on the court that's got seven foot Ahmad Bradshaw, six nine Dacier Haskins, six eight um, Sultan Adewale from Newman, and it's just like what the hell you know really wasn't asked to do much but impacted the game in, you know, all the ways that don't show up on the stat sheet, some of the ways that do, of course, the rebounds, the, the steals, the assists. He's going to be – he's next up at Camden. And, you know, they've got DJ Wagner and, you know, Sion Medley, but they're like, nah, Ike is up next. Believe that, you know. So he's, he's actually already gotten some starting um, – some starter minutes in uh, these live period games. And then a kid named uh, Chidi Inwigwe, 6'6 wing, 2026 from Bergen Catholic. Uh, you know, you, you see this long, lean kid, you know, and you think, okay, you, you think he looks, he looks nice. You know, maybe he's a junior, senior. No, he's, he's a freshman and he's, he's dunking on folks fast breaks, you know, grab and go. He's also hitting some off the dribble threes. And, you know, Bergen Catholic played a two, three zone in most of their games, but, you know, he was definitely active and disruptive. So definitely uh, Chitty is going to be a guy to um, keep a watch out for on the East coast. 
All right. Um, for me, for this question, uh, the, the brain kind of automatically goes to young guys. So I'll kind of start there. Um, I'm going to ask you for the I'm, I'm going to throw you the alley-oop for the for this kid's name. What's Luke's last name on, on the George school? Oh, man. Luke Bevilacqua. Bevilacqua. Um, 6'11", 2025, uh, just good body, um, finishes well around the basket. He's pretty fluid, you know, with the basketball. I think, you know, uh, like his, his teammate, uh, Kachi, I think like, I think Kachi's a lot more athletic than him, but Luke, um, just a lot longer, soft touch in the paint. It's a lot more, uh, fluid and a lot more skilled, uh, even at this young age. Uh, really, really liked his game. Think he has a lot of upsides. I mean, six eleven already, and that definitely helps. Uh, Basil uh, Laster uh, for mm-hmm. Academy New Church um, was really impressive to me. Aggressive, great frame and size. You know, attacks and finishes well in the paint through contact. Just kind of had a relentless motor. Um, in the last game of the day uh, that I watched him and his team play, I think they had already played another game an hour or two before that. Uh, so just really enjoyed uh, watching him attack the basket as hard as he was. Um, on SCH, um, Patrice Feemster, uh, mm-hmm. 2026, six foot two, really fluid guard. Um, just right now, he's kind of attacking the basket. I think the jumper, I think he had a couple floaters in the paint, but a lot of his damage was done in the paint, even though I think he can shoot it a little bit. Um, definitely liked. The, uh, the offensive fluidity to his game. Uh, defensively, I didn't really notice anything bad, um, but I don't, I didn't, he didn't really stand out to me on that end. Uh, another name, can't find his his year and, and height uh, on the roster. Of course, a lot of these places, the best player on the team is not listed in the book. Uh, Mike, Mike Ewing uh, for the Petty School. I uh, have really good wingspan, can take his man off the bounce, athletic, really good finisher uh, through contact in the paint. Uh, he stood out to me. And then uh, a couple names from DMV Live that I saw. Uh, Cade Sebastian, uh, 2025 uh, shooter from DeMatha. Uh, they're running sets for him pretty consistently. Uh, elevator screens, side elevator screens, pin downs. Um, he gets his shot off really quickly, and the shit is automatic. Uh, we really had them on the ropes shit like the entire second half and uh he had a bunch of threes to cut down the lead or and then eventually to give his his team the lead at the end of the game there i uh, really like his potential he's already six three and uh growing and he's not really a stiff he moves pretty well and he can handle a little bit take guys off the bounce already mentioned uh chance mallory um and uh carter lane um and uh yeah so the uh i got one more question for you so uh, this one's kind of a rule or implementation that you would support um, to boost the recruitment of uh, 2023. So what you got for this one? All right. So, you know, the, the shot clock is kind of a universal one on your pod. So we don't have to go there. <laughs> PA, we need a shot clock. You know, every <laughs> AAU game, grassroots game, we need a shot clock. So um, one thing I would like to oh, say real is, quick, real quick. Have yeah, you heard have you heard any argument? against the shot clock that makes sense to you <laughs> actually no and i mean i'm not gonna throw any part of the state of pennsylvania under the bus but um someone said you know on record you know we think the game is fine how it is 
Well, it would be better. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's your other note on this one? Honestly, I would on we gotta limit or eliminate two three zone, you know. Because Jim Bayhop, cover your ears, man. <laughs> and it's it's not that there's anything inherently wrong universally with two three zone, but oftentimes, you know. It's kind of inconsistent, and it, it also kills the possessions. I think in the live period, so mm-hmm. the less up and down, again, less total number of possessions where you're getting to see kids get after it, less activity off ball. You know, mm-hmm. um, and I think I just I think overall um, we don't really get to see what kids are and can do. Oftentimes it's just, all right, we're not used to 2-3 zone. So we're kind of confused. And it's going to take us, you know, these, it's going to take us uh, wasting these minutes during this evaluation period to figure out how to adjust on the fly. Mm-hmm. And that can be, a, you know, a good um, data point. But during the live period, I honestly feel like we should be able to see these kids showcasing what they can do. And the two, three zone, I don't think we get an honest evaluation of kids and how they're going to play at the next level, Mm. you know, whether they're in a two, three zone or facing a two, three zone. Mm. Mm. Makes sense. All right. I lied. I got one more question for you. Um, (laughs) What's, what's a message that you have for, for players as we go into the last you know, kind of couple weekends of AAU and events and showcases and stuff. What's your advice for, you know, what they can do to stick out? Maybe some little things that aren't done well by a lot of their peers that would make them stick out. Um, what's kind of your message to some of these kids? Play, play the game the right way. You know what I mean? And it's, kind of cliche when we use that phrase, but when you say it or when you hear it, you know exactly what we're talking about, right? Making the extra pass, um, hustling back on defense after a turnover, um, diving for loose balls, playing unselfishly overall, right? And also, like, uh, part of that is, yes, you can get upset, you know, at a bad call or something, but keep your head in the game. Right. And there's a kid I really wanted to talk about. And I feel like I've been driving the fan bus for him. But, you know, for a game and a half this past weekend, he was, you know, in his partly, you know, in his feelings for part of the game because of, like I said, calls, teammates making mistakes, his own mistakes. And it overshadowed his talent that oozes out of him. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. and and you know again we've, we have power five coaches in the gym. You know, I'm gonna you know be biased and say that we had the best live period event in the you know in the country here in Philly. You know, so Calipari was in the building, Bruce Pearl, Rick Barnes, um, uh, Coach Coach Payne from Louisville, Danny Manning, uh, his whole staff, Kevin Willard from Maryland. All these guys who play on national TV are in the gym. Why, you know, so it doesn't just go for one kid. It's so a lot of guys where they get thrown off their game and either want to cry about calls 
or get frustrated and turn it into iso ball mm. where they're just doing too much like no just play basketball <laughs> win lose you know there's no championship to you know to celebrate in june play basketball and most you know most kids especially at the higher levels they know what that is right they know what playing the right way is so get out of your own way and just hoop man like y'all get an opportunity to go to college for free or at least at a reduced cost right and doing something that you love that 99% of people who play high school ball will never get a chance to do you know so play the right way and just hoop so my my last question is kind of geared towards um I always gear towards you know kind of what makes the DMV special but I'm uh, I'm gonna let you put your Philly hat on for a second uh, 30 seconds or less. Give me your what makes Philly and, and their basketball players special. Uh, you know that when you go against some kids from Philly, it's going to be gritty. It's going to be a dog fight, you know, no matter what uh, level of play it is, you know what I mean? What, what skill, you're going to get kids who play hard. Um, you're always going to get good guard play. You know, a Philly guard is going to be, you know, licking his chops every time you step on the court with him because it's like, this is disrespect that you think you can hang with me. You know what I mean? You're not from where you're from. So, uh, yeah, that Philly basketball, the greediness, I love it. And yeah. and it's always fundamentally sound. Yep. Yep. All right. So the last part of every podcast, I kind of flip it on you and ask if you have any questions to, to ask me. So let me know if you got something. Man, I, so when I, I feel like I listen, I've listened to almost every episode, especially that's coming out in the last year. So, yeah, uh, so what I'm trying to think that's something no one's ever asked. You know, um, you, you talk about what makes DMV ball, you know, so great. And I, I went to Howard for undergrad, so I love the DMV. I got appreciation for hoops there. Mm-hmm. You, don't, you don't have to convert me to appreciate <laughs> uh, basketball from there. <laughs> um, and we'd be salty a little bit up here with just the, the national attention your guys get. Um, <laughs> not going, but you know, I'll put my Philly guys against your DMV guys. So, um, can you just talk about maybe New York basketball? You know, I know you're from there, Syracuse mm-hmm. guy, and what makes that basketball in that part of the country special? That one's tough because I'm not from New York City, so it's a very different style of, of basketball. Upstate New York, we've had a couple ballers. Um, Isaiah Stewart was the most recent one. Uh, Thomas Bryant that played at Indiana and then mm-hmm. is now with the Wizards. Um, way back in the day, uh, Marty Burns played for Syracuse and the Lakers. Um Trying to remember, we've had a couple guys uh, on the mid-major and, and, and low-major levels. That was kind of the first time that I was introduced to the fact that a lot of a lot of private schools are recruiting off of public school rosters, which is <laughs> yeah. an, issue, an issue that I'm not overly fond of. Happens um, a lot here. Yeah, and uh, I think New York City basketball. I think the history behind it, just kind of the, the playground. I'm coming at you to mess you up type mentality uh, sets them apart. You know, you know that the guards are going to be tough. You know that they're going to be able to really handle the ball. Um, you know that they're going to guard you 94 feet. Um, I think 
I think it's I, I think that they've struggled. I, I talked to someone from New York City about this the other week. Um, he said, well, we could be the Mecca if these kids didn't leave every year to go to prep schools um, mm-hmm. and they didn't leave out of state to go to school in Jersey or go to school and, you know, the NEPSAC or, um, right. you know, play for Long Island Lutheran, which is in the IBC and not in, you know, local gyms as much per se, um, which is a whole separate entity in, in and of itself. I think uh, a message that I have to parents, just real quick, I'm going to give them my soapbox. You need oh, to understand sure. that if you transfer to an NIBC school, yes, there's a lot of exposure, but there's no exposure for your kid if he's on the bench. <laughs> so if he's playing, you know, whether we had, we had two five-star kids, now three five-star kids uh, from the Baltimore area uh, leave to, to play in NIBC. And one of them, as a freshman was getting 30 plus minutes a game in cooking and, you know, averaging in the twenties is always the standout for his team, getting all the shots in the world His guys around him are playing defense for him. Um, just to be the, the fourth big off the bench um, at, at a, at a big time school. I think players or parents need to understand that there needs to be a mix of opportunity and exposure. Um, we need to understand too that the the development piece of, of these kids and, and where they're at in the stage of their career is important, um, and and you can't develop if you're not playing. <laughs> I just told a parent uh, the other day, you know, you don't really develop on the bench. Yep. You know, live game reps are the most important thing. Yeah, we want to win, and you know, you want to win playing fundamentally sound basketball, like you said. You know, mm-hmm. the, the the prep school, the um, the academy model, you know, program isn't for everybody. Mm-hmm. And matter of fact, it's actually not for most kids. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, that's the flash that people see. That's oftentimes, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sound like an asshole saying it, but I I said it the other day. I think I think it's actually my pinned tweet right now. I mean, other places, other places call themselves the Mecca, but prep schools are coming into our area every year to 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 snag young talent. Um, that just because it's better than what they have on the roster, and you know, some some guys it works out for, and you know, we wish them the best of luck. But I mean, we still we still claim those kids, you know, for sure. So well, I appreciate appreciate the time, brother. Uh, let let the people know where they can find you on social media and where they can find your your written work as well. All right, so uh, doing uh, well, most of my social media activity from uh, Twitter, Cgram underscore sports, you know, might be talking a little trash, might be uh, talking about football, my other, my other favorite sport. But, um, you know, don't really just trying to show love to kids from the Philly area, you know, South Jersey and, and Delaware. It's got some hoopers too. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Wilmington. Um, yeah, so that's what I'm doing on Twitter doing most of my writing at prep hoops um, and actually uh, working on some, a couple pieces for Cerebro Sports, uh, trying to include, you know, analytics and um, stats more into my analysis and just grow a little bit as a writer mm. and a scout. Absolutely. Appreciate the time, brother. And we'll catch up soon. All right. All right likewise. Be easy.